Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning, Felicita. This is JC. Good morning, JC. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, too. I have a quick prayer request, and it's for my grandson. His name is Garen, G-A-R-I-N. Just that his parents are going out of town, and he's staying home by himself. I mean, he's 15, but just praying for his coverage, you know, and that everything goes well with him. Just praying about okay. Thank okay. you, sweetie. Have a great day. You're welcome. You do the same. Good morning, John C.J. Grace with Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Graceful Deborah Evans. Happy Wednesday to you. You too. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Sister Yvonne, happy Wednesday to you. God's got her back all the time. Good to hear your sound. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita, who's on the line. My name is Kim. Good morning, Kim. Happy Wednesday to you. Yes, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Is this your first time calling in? It is. Oh, wonderful. Um, who invited you? Uh, Jacqueline Dillard. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, we hope you continue to call in. Thank you. Thank you for uh, calling in. Absolutely, and I definitely plan on it. Awesome. Good morning. Thank you for calling. Declare victory. This is Salasita, who's on the line. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. The same to you. Thank you. Yes, 
me in your prayers, okay? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, Good morning Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. Have a great day. Hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning, Valentina. This is Sonia. Good morning, Sonia. Sonia, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valentina. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Falacita, who's on the line. Good morning, Falacita. This is Topaz. Good morning, Topaz. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning, Valuable. Good morning, Declare Victory. It's Rochelle. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Valacita. Good to hear from me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Good morning, Good morning, Swanita. Happy Wednesday. And I heard one other person. Who was that? That was Krishanda. Good morning. God bless you. Uh-huh. Good, good morning, Krishanda. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Thank you for calling to Clean Victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Joyful Jacqueline. Good morning, Joyful Jacqueline. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones in mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time 
to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please continue joining us throughout the month of June, where our monthly theme is entitled Self-Control and Discipline. This month, each declare will focus on yielding to the fruit of self-control, willpower, power, will, um, self-control, which will empower you to live a disciplined, God-ordained life. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we'd like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I Declare Victory Now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some spoken prayer requests and a written prayer request. Um, the written prayer request is from Barbara Cockrell, and she is requesting prayer for her daughter, Tanya. She is in the hospital healing. JC is asking for prayer for her grandson, Jaron. He's staying home by himself this weekend. He's 15, I believe, and his parents will be out of town. So um, we just want to pray for his safety. Susie is asking for continued prayer. Can you what's wrong? Um, please mute your line, please. Thank you. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into Closing comments hosted by the Declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia, declaration by Dion, and then closing comments hosted by the Declare. The scripture for today is from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 10 and 11. They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. And I'd like to welcome Kim. She's a new caller this morning. Thank you for calling. We hope you continue to call in, Kim. I now pass the call to Sonia. Have a blessed day. Psalm 100 says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands. Lord, we thank you for this morning right now. But more so, Lord God, we thank you for the one that is brand new on this call. Lord God, we pray that she continues to call in. We thank you. We rejoice for her, Lord God, for this day her eyes will open even more. Her ears will open even therefore, Lord God. I thank you for those that have opened up their mouths, 
open wrote down the request to say, I thank you for Susie who requested prayer, Lord God. I thank you for Barbara, Lord God, for her requesting for her daughter for time for healing, but I know that you are already there requesting. You are already there in the midst. I thank you, Lord God, that you have already spoken that healing, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that it is already done, Lord God. I thank you, Father, for JC's healing. I thank you that you already have put a protective hedge, Lord God, for safety. I thank you, Lord God, for those that have not even thought of just open up their mouths for, for whatever that they stand in the need of, that you have already met that need for this day, Lord God, because it is a brand new day that you are already in the midst doing those things that we thought were impossible, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you are a God that sees all, knows all, that will do all those things that are in us that will already have been done, my Heavenly Father. I thank you for your life's blood. I thank you for your life's breath, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that on this day, you are going to teach us ever more of self-control, self-discipline, but more and more and more, Lord God, it is your love that keeps us, my Heavenly Father. I thank you, Lord God, that we can count on our fingers that we have on each hand. I thank you for the toes. I thank you for the blood that goes through us, Lord God. But not only that, you have opened up our eyes to a new day that we have never seen before for the air that moves, Lord God. I thank you that when the wind blows, that we know it is you that makes it possible, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, I thank you for the waves that the, the water makes, Lord God. I thank you for the breath of life in our body, Lord God. I thank you for the thoughts that you give us to say that we will that will be created anew for the new ideas, my Heavenly Father. I thank you for the tangible. I thank you for the intangible thoughts, Lord God. I thank you because it's just the thankfulness in our hearts, Lord God. I thank you for the love that we are able to express one to one another on this day, my Heavenly Father. I thank you that as we take our phones off of mute, that we can say thank you this day that we are thank able to Lord put our Jesus. feet on the ground, that we're able to even brush our Hallelujah. 
Good morning, God morning, great morning, and God be praised this morning for another opportunity to get this thing called life right. Amen. What uh, an amazing sound this morning. Thank you, Valuable. Thank you, Bree And thank you to each of you that have lended your voice, your sound, to raising up a sound this morning. Um, I am going to... Um, well, let me do this first. It is absolutely wait while you wait Wednesday. Today is our day that we have set aside for fasting and for prayer. And um, we meet right back here at 5 p.m. So for those of you that can and will, go ahead and push back your plate for us today. But I'm going to acquiesce and then I'm going to return um, after my, my dear friend, uh, my sister, we all know that there are practical methods um, to doing this self-discipline, this self-control living, um, and we've got to do it a, a very practical way. So I'll give my spiel after Simone shares this morning. This is in your hands. Good morning, Declared Victory. Um, I'm going to dive right in. Um, again, our topic is uh, self-control and discipline. And if I had to title this, it would be a financial stewardship as an act of a fasted life. Again, financial stewardship as an act of a fasted life. Living a fasted life is not about food, but it's a lifestyle of quieting the flesh in order to hear and say yes to the voice of God. Now, we know quiet in our flesh requires self-control and certainly some some self-discipline. And so um, living a fasted life, it should be one that we live all the time, not just on Wednesdays and not just when called upon by leadership, but it should be our lifestyle. 
self-control, the Greek word used in Galatians 5.23, translated as self-control, is the word enkreteia. I didn't go to Bible school, y'all, but I think it's enkreteia. And it's comprised of two words, in meaning in the sphere of, and kratos, meaning dominion or mastery. I'm going to say that again. Enkreteia is comprised of two words. This is the Greek word for self-control. And that in means in the sphere of, and kratos, meaning dominion or mastery. So bearing this fruit of the Spirit has, by the Spirit's power, the ability to master the desires of the flesh, hence bringing forth the word self-control. Financial stewardship is a form of self-control. The Holy Spirit brings forth the fruit of self-control in us and teaches us that money is on loan to us from God to use for his glory. You might ask, how is financial stewardship an act of a fasted life? Well, going back to the original definition, it's the quieting of your flesh in order to hear and say yes to the voice of God. Quieting our flesh will allow us to to hear the following things. Number one, that everything belongs to God. Deuteronomy 10.14 says, remember that the sky, the highest heaven, the earth, and everything it contains belongs to the Lord your God. Number two, it will allow you to know that all increase comes from God. 2 Corinthians 9 and 10 says, For God is the one who provides seed. Thank you, Father. God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. And in the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. And number three, quieting our flesh will allow the Holy Spirit to bring forth the fruit of self-control in us, teaching us again that money is not ours, but it's God's, it's on loan from God to be used for his glory. Haggai 2 and 8 says that the silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Um, Going back, I just want to, I just want to reiterate those that when we're quiet in our flesh, we want to really take a moment and understand that it is not ours. I want, in fact, I want to make it, I want to, I want to make it light on you. Let's make it light. Let's make it light. It, it don't belong to you. So take that pressure off yourself. It's not yours. We are stewards. We are managers. And I think, frankly, we manage other people's stuff better than we manage our own. So hopefully that'll put you in a perspective and a place to 
think about your finances and your increase as such, again, that it not being yours and that you are simply a manager and a steward of it. And so there's a system for to help you to steward uh, God's provision. And so as, a, as you think about your increase, as you think about um, um, your resources and your finances, what I'd like to see you do is one, give thanks for all increase, whatever, whatever you have, whatever the amount, no matter how large, no matter how small. I want you to take a moment when your when your paycheck hits your bank account. Um, I want you to say, God, I thank you. I thank you for increase. I think that's something that we take for granted. We, you know, or when we think it's ours, it's I earn that. I, that that's my money. They they owe me that. God provides increase. And when your heart posture is one of gratitude, when you receive the increase that He provides, there's a blessing and an honor. There's a blessing for that honor. And when you're thanking Him, you're thanking Him for providing and allowing you the privilege to steward His resources. Another thing is, um, another part of the system for it is establishing a budget for managing what God has given you. So again, it's not ours. And him giving the increase, he'll, um, God will give increase and allow you um, to provide for his kingdom assignments. He'll allow to um, provide for his people and he'll allow you to provide for yourself. And so when we're thinking of how do we do that, what does that look like, Simone? Okay, you, 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 said, you, said a little, you said a lot. How do I make that practical? How, what are some ways that I can manage and steward what God has given me? Um, I have what's called um, an order of operation when you're establishing a budget. And a budget is simply a way for you to manage and steward what God has given you. And so briefly, that order that you would use is number one, you give, of course, your tithe. And I'm going to say it this way. I'd say tithe or charity. Um, not every, not everybody is a believer. Um, and so the, the, the principle of giving is a principle. It works whether you're a believer or not. So you give your tithe. The next thing that you want to have on your budget list is your emergency savings, or um, if you've maxed and met your emergency savings, then you want to save for just expenses. The next thing that you do in your order of operation is that you want to put away for um, some form of retirement. And um, the way I say it is you save for your right now self, that's your emergency savings. You save for your latter self, that that older you, that hopefully for some 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 get to hit it at sixty two, some hit it at sixty five, some hit it at seventy. But you want to save for that latter you so that you can not have to work. The next thing you want to do is you want to shore up and protect 
that which you have saved and put away for by way of life insurance. And then the next thing you want to do on your budget is you want to pay who you owe. There's honor in paying who you owe. And then the last thing we want to do is we deal with our lifestyle. Um, I think our system of money has been wrong. We've been taught wrong. Most times when people go into um, our youth especially, and, and frankly, myself, when I first started, my, my first thing was I started with my rent. I started with my mortgage. I started with my car note. I started with the, the, the things of life that were important to me. And um, that, that's out of order. Order of operation, if you remember in school, um, if you do the equation wrong, you do not get the right answer. Well, if you do this equation wrong, you do not get the right answer. So dealing with our lifestyle, that looks like where you live. That looks like what you drive. That looks like how you dress. That looks like what you eat. That looks like how you have fun. All of those things are to be taking place after you have, number one, honored God with your tithe, that you've saved for your right now self, that you've put away for your latter self, that you have protected um, that which you have have acquired for your, for your family. That's our legacy. That's leaving an inheritance. Um, and after that, you honor, you honor your word by paying who you owe and who you said you would pay back. And then we live a quality of life. Luke 16 and 11 says that if you are trust, untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? Back to our Greek word, in kreteia. When we fast, quieting our flesh, in order to hear from God, the Holy Spirit will give you the power to master having the fruit of the Spirit, self-control, to manage money in a way that pleases and brings glory to God. That's my share. I almost made it to 630. <laughs> Hilarious. Amen. God be praised. Um, let me Let me preface. A few things. It is so important that we understand that we are created, we're designed, um, we are um, requested by uh, there. There are laws, principles, precepts that are in place to ensure that reciprocity is in full operation. Um, we know in Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, um, it, it talks about there is a time and a season for all things. Our ultimate goal, our ultimate responsibility, number one, is to recognize where we are in an effort to get to where he sent us. Um, I, I want to give you all some scripture context, and I want to give you a, a bit of a picture of that idea of enkratia, right, which is the, the Greek word that Simone shared. Um, when you understand your authority as a kingdom citizen, when you understand your position, the word says that we are seated in heavenly places 
far above principalities, right? Our fight becomes very different. Our approach becomes very different. Our confidence becomes very different because we recognize that nothing that we do is of or by our own power or might. When you begin to understand, as Simone uh, referenced it, there is an order of operation. One of the greatest examples of effective stewardship or management or um, the operation of one being uh, in full recognition that nothing belonged to him, but everything had to go through his hands to be distributed to others is probably one of my favorite stories in the Word of God. And the story begins in Genesis, the 37th chapter, Genesis 37. Um, and it is the story of Joseph and his siblings and his parents. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this is a, a really quick scripture, but I'll, I'll go a little bit more in depth. So this is Joseph. I mean uh, Joseph. This is Genesis 37 and nine, and it says, and he had another dream and told this one also to his brothers. I dreamed another dream. The sun and the moon and eleven stars bowed down to me. This is that dream that created such an uproar, such a ruckus, such um, a dissension between Joseph and his siblings with the idea uh, that uh, two things were going to happen. That boy told his, his parents and his siblings, I dreamed another dream and the sun and the moon and 11 stars bowed, bowed down to me. And then 10 through 11 says, and when he told this to his father and his brothers, his brother, uh, his father reprimanded him and said, what's with all this dreaming? Am I and your mother and your brother and all supposed to bow to you? Now his brothers were really jealous. But his father brewed over the whole business. And uh, I'm reading from the Message Bible. And his brother had gone off to Shechem where they were pasturing their father's flocks. And Israel said to Joseph, your brothers are with all the flocks and sheaves. I mean, in Shechem, I'm sorry. Come, I want to send you to them. And Joseph said, I'm ready. He said, go and see how your brothers and the flocks are doing and bring me back a report. And he sent him off from the valley of Hebron to Shechem. Uh, and a man met him as he was wandering through the fields. And he asked him, what are you looking for? He said, I'm trying to find my brothers. Do you have any idea where they're grazing their flocks? And the man said, they're, they left here, but I overheard them say, let's go down to Dothan. And so Joseph took off, tracked his brothers down, and found them in Dothan. Okay, let me stop right there for a minute. One of the things you understand about stewardship, God will always give us a, an assignment and send us to where there is a need. I only stopped right there because after he shared with them 
what he understood he was designed for, what he understood he had to do based on a dream. Um, Joseph then was given an assignment with a small thing, right? His, his father said, go, go feed your brothers where they are out. Uh, uh, go, go, go take your brothers this, right? So go, go find your brothers and then come back and let me know what's happening with your brothers. God always gives us small assignments. We get small tests. So no different than he had an assignment from his father to go check on his siblings. God will put a little something in your hand, give you some instructions. Notice he went, ran into somebody else and asked, hey, have you seen my brother? God always leaves clues to the victory. He always leaves clues to success. He leaves clues when he gives us small assignments. He sends people to help us effectively execute the assignment. So as small and minuscule as this uh, order of operation was in his case, Joseph, after disclosing what he understood, what he recognized, very similar to how things happened in uh, Samuel with regard to David. Uh, David had a responsibility of, quote, unquote, tending the little sheep. But here in this particular passage of scripture, right, he, he had to ask questions. Hey, you seen my brother? You seen my sibling? <laughs> um, in his execution of getting what he had based on the assignment his father gave him, he had to go and find he had to go and locate them. Our job in in kingdom living and kingdom citizenship is number one, recognizing what we have in our hand. Uh, we we talk about self control when it when it comes to um, so many different things, but in this particular uh, instance, where we're putting practical thinking and practical living um, in a, a life applicable state so that you can pick it up and carry it. What do you have right now? What did the Father send you to do in the earth? Who have you run into that you can even inquire of, right? For most of us, when it comes to money, half the time, because uh, we've not experienced somebody that's a good steward of anything, because we've not been exposed to what wealth riches and honor of uh, being in our house actually looks like, we don't necessarily know what to do where to go or who to ask, right? We, we don't necessarily want to talk about money because it makes us vulnerable, right? It makes us uh, feel insecure in certain instances, especially when we don't have enough of it, right? One of the things I love about Joseph's demonstration of stewardship of all things, even in this small, and notice I didn't talk about anything that had to do with money here, because 90% of the time, before God will give you an abundance of money, before God will give you lump sums of money, he tests us in the small things which require a specific level of self-control and discipline. Now, he knew that his brothers were hot. He knew his brothers did not appreciate the fact that he said, listen, the sun and the moon and the stars, it's going to all bow to me. <laughs> 
right? After a while, you start to understand your assignment. You understand that uh, your assignment has the power to make people uncomfortable, even as it relates to change, even as it relates to some bread, some dough, some gula, some thrills, some scraps, some papers, some money. Your uh, uh, ability inability, lack thereof, your ability to be controlled or disciplined when it comes to money. Uh, for, for some of us, uh, we, we actually uh, pay for all the things that we want and then we beg for or we stress about the things that we don't have because we've not eaten effectively stewarded our money because we lack self-control. You know, when uh, those those paid ads come up on Facebook because artificial intelligence has listened to your conversation talking about hiding boxes from your husband or your wife because the Amazon truck came. You hear the FedEx truck coming and immediately start to get a, a euphoric feeling on the inside of your belly because you know something that you absolutely did not need is on its way. You know, that little thing that, you know, ooh, 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 it's a deal, right? Or for those of you that have a tendency to spend in excess and instead of buying uh, six rolls of paper towels, you buy 46 because instead of it being $14, it was actually $13.99. They uh, reduced it by a penny, marked it up on the on the skew, and then put uh, a one cent less <laughs> price on it. And you have a tendency to hoard because you have a poverty mentality. And so now you buy excess instead of what you need. Even in the small things, God gives us an opportunity to see how well we will fare with what it is that we have. He pays attention to uh, the details. He's a God of the details as it relates to self-control and discipline. Now, Joseph, when given an assignment by his father, right, keep, keep, keep in mind it's an order of operation. He revealed to them that he had had a dream. He understood that he had far more to do uh, than, than just be the little brother, and, and it made everybody uncomfortable. His father then said, oh, so, so, oh, so we're supposed to follow your instructions? Well, technically, that's exactly what's going to happen. But there's a process from getting to a place where you understand what you have in your hand all the way to the place where you become the distribution center for everything connected to you. See, Joseph managed this minuscule job and ran into uh, the man that was able to point him in the proper direction of where exactly his siblings were, so much so that he was able to give him almost a geo-targeted area or vicinity or proximity as to where they were uh, roundabout in Dothan as they were on assignment from their father. His responsibility, he still, at hello, before it ever got the money, before he ever managed the palace, before he ever did anything concerning legislating or regulating who, what, where, when, and how from the prison to the palace, Joseph was given a very minuscule assignment by his father. I want to ask you this morning, as it relates to self-control and discipline, what small assignment has God given to you that you still have yet to master? One of the things that you become familiar with 
as the voice of God becomes clearer and clearer as you spend time in his presence, as you spend time in his word. As God always leaves clues. He always gives assignments. He always has a connecting point. There's something, there's someone, there's some sound, there's some instruction in the middle of the process that will get you to an expected end. You see, the man was able to point him in the right direction. It's almost like he had one of those uh, little apple tags on the siblings. Hey, they over there, right? We're still talking about self-control and discipline. And a lot of times um, we mismanage our money and mismanage our money and mishandle our money to the point of, in certain cases, homelessness, to the point of certain places we're trying to figure out, do I pay my car note or do I pay uh, my ties? Do I pay my insurance or do I pay my ties? When God puts things in our hands, our responsibility is to understand what we owe. <laughs> pay me what you owe me. Right? We have an obligation both tangibly, naturally, spiritually, physically to honor the order of operation. And this is what I've learned about how God functions, how God operates. When you manage the small things well, he has no problem releasing to you the things that are greater in value, greater in liquidity, and greater benefit, not just to you, but to any and everything you may be connected to. He's gracious. He's mindful. He's so great. He's so kind that he won't give you uh, excess. You know how those moments where you have bad habits because you have no discipline, you have bad habits because you lack self-control in this area, you have bad habits because your appetite has pulled you away from the things that will keep you in proper alignment financially so that you become the resource to people because God being the source provides the things that other people need for you, right? One of the things that I've experienced um, while being steward over Declare Victory, I, I've, I've had to uh, pay for repasses. I haven't had to, but I've been able to. Let me say it. Let me say it right. I've been afforded the opportunity to help uh, students pay for college books. I've been afforded the opportunity to make sure some of these kids get to go on these field trips that these single mothers that I have been for 30 years uh, on, on field trips that they wouldn't otherwise be able to access because I understand the power of effective stewardship. Right. I understand that that everything that God is and does, we're still talking about self-control, is about multiplicity, right? How do you know if you are an effective steward? How do you know if you are um, able to position yourself in, in the effort to become a resource for the nations, a resource for your region. You, you have to understand your mantles. You have to understand um, the, those different metrons that you operate in. You have to, there are certain things that you have to understand, and it is all order of operation. So here, Joseph uh, completes this minuscule task, right? And then, y'all, that is this going to be the hard part. Then there is always some sort of sacrifice. <laughs> We're still talking about self-control and discipline. 
there's some sort of sacrifice. There's uh, after Joseph found his siblings, honey, they were so mad at him. Well, y'all know the story. They they tried to kill him. Listen, they will try to kill you if they won't try to kill your physical person. People will try, especially when you got a little something. <laughs> they will try to assassinate your name. They will try to assassinate your character. They will try to assassinate your self-esteem. They will start to help you uh, or convince you that what God said is 18 lies. Honey, he ain't just lying. He is lying, lying, lying. <laughs> he ain't going to do nothing with you. <laughs> you useless. We're still talking about money, self-control, and discipline, right? There's a process. His, his siblings ended up attempting to assassinate him. But can I tell y'all something? When, when you are designed to be a resource to the nations, when you are designed to be a resource, a curse breaker, a generational uh, change agent for your bloodline, God always protects us. Every single time, and I, I can relate to this story in such a way because it just as a little girl, I remember one time my my mother um, on one of the stints. You guys know, uh, for those of you that have been here for a little while, you guys know my story. I was a Pillar Post kid. My mother, um, as amazing as she is in her own skin today, listen, life is a process, and kids don't come with no handbook. And when there are broken pieces in you and you don't have anybody to help you put them back together, uh, there's a process. And so uh, in, in this story, Joseph's sibling attempt to kill him, uh, but he is then ultimately, because his, his other brother felt guilty, came and snatched him out and sold him into slavery, right? There, there, is, there is a sacrifice. And so the, uh, the little bit by little bit, Joseph acquiesced to everything that happened without ever complaining. Have you ever run into somebody and all they ever talk about is how broke they are? Honey, if you don't get away from me with your broke self, because you're not broke in finances, you're not broke in money, you broke in your head. Uh, a lot of us are broke in our head because we don't have anybody to help us walk through this extremely vulnerable place. It's, it's amazing. You discover so many things about people when you start talking about money. You discover how their heart operates. You discover what they will do in an effort to get it. You discover how they treat it when they get it. You know those folks that uh, I used to have a girlfriend, and every time there was a function, honey, she was going to go spend just about everything in her wallet uh, to go and look fancy, but all the tags would stay on it. And she put tape on the bottom of her shoes and all these different functions in order to impress the entire world. She was high side and had the best bags. But uh, then, then one day we was riding down the street and all of a sudden she started looking in the rearview mirror. I'm like, what is this child looking at this hard? Hey, we was in a high speed chase with the repossession people. <laughs> and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, well, we just went to the mall. You just spent X, Y, Z amount of money which meant you had your car note money. You just wasn't going to give it to them. So here we are, high-speed chasing, and now she's looking for a garage to park her car in. Y'all know them stories. I, I, somebody just fell out laughing because it was you. It was you. You did that. You lived a raggedy life when it came to your finances, so you would get ready for the thing. Or, you know, for some of y'all got habits, and some of us at once upon a time have habits. So, you know, you, you smoke your weed, you're going to spend your money on your weed before you pay your tithes. You're going to spend your money on your weed before you pay your rent. And then what, somebody want to call me and say, hey, 
I need some rent money. Well, you got a whole job. What you do with your check? Yeah, no. I don't play them kind of games, <laughs> right? Even in, in that context, God gives us the ability to steward things so that we have access to the things that we need in order to give to the kingdom. We we have access to the things that we need in order to build the business so that our resources become unlimited. God gives us access to people, places, situations, and circumstances in an effort to get us to the other side of poverty in our mind, but he does it first. So again, there's a sacrifice. So here Joseph is put in the pit. He's put in the pit and then his brother comes back and uh, gets him out of the pit, but yet he sells him into slavery, right? So so now a lot of times, especially when it comes to learning how to steward things, listen, as a, as a girl, I had to figure out because when, when you are not somebody's sole responsibility, um, I don't care what nobody say unless uh, your heart is cut from a different cloth, and there are people whose heart is cut from a different cloth. Uh, they go to the regular price rack, but you take you take me to the clearance rack, right? They they go to get get the high end stuff. They can go pick up what they want and and get what they want and bring it to the register. But you better find that uh, irregular fit shirt. <laughs> take care of that, and uh, I, I can only imagine. Joseph saying to himself, all I told y'all is that God has a plan. I know I'm involved in the plan, <laughs> but it, it didn't make me the Lord of the operation. There are some of you that were designed to be millionaires. There are some of you that were designed to be the transformation in your actual bloodline. Um, but But because of what it is that you think you see, you just be, well, I'm just free of, that's what my brother calls it, honey, just living a frivolous life, just, or whatever, because you can't see it, because you don't understand it, because uh, the, the pieces don't seem to be adding up. Ask me how I know, right? I, I know what God said. I understand that he, he told me that I would be a resource to the nations, right? And I'm like looking at my situation at certain seasons of my life saying, God, if you told me that I was going to be this, what what is it that I need? to do. I need you to get a certain type of a discipline, Dion. I need you to live on a shoestring budget in such a way that when it's all said and done, um, everything that you need to overproduce, to over uh, uh, provide, to over uh, be able to be a distribution center to the nations. Hallelujah, Victory City. Uh, I, I need you to position yourself so that everything around you, you have minimal outgo. So that if I need you to make a move, you can make that move, right? If I need you to, to, to transition someone from here to there, I need you to have that. But there is a process. And y'all know that song started from the bottom, now we're here. Hey, started from the bottom, now we, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm a little, y'all know I'm a little ghetto. This is a prayer call in Jesus' name. What, what does that look like, though, right? It looks like when you go through uh, what appears to be a valley situation, because can you imagine Joseph down in the pit? And, and you can read the whole story for yourself. This this is in the word. I'm not making this up. Can you imagine him saying to himself, tell, um, wait, did they throw me in the whole pit because of what's on my life? Listen, some of y'all, something is on your life so great, but you can't do it broke. 
You can't do it with nothing in your hand. You can't do it without uh, being positioned effectively. And sometimes it's got to look like you losing in an effort for you to win. See, sometimes you got to go through to get to. Ask me how I know. Hallelujah. There's a there's a process that that we go through with regard to stewarding our money effectively, to being uh uh actively engaged in our part and those moments where in the pit that's a level of humility i'm sure that joseph had no idea was necessary to even exist that's that's one of them low lows now have you ever just been low low right the kind of low that uh, you couldn't really explain, couldn't really put into words. You couldn't really tell much of anybody about because they wouldn't necessarily understand. Listen, you'd have to ask my friends about my process. But what I learned was, number one, not to complain. I would get frustrated. I would ask, man, what are we doing? And I remember the first couple of years of, of my real valley situation. I was like, listen, and, and for somebody that that had uh, I had way too much money, way too young, God. But it's an, always an indicator of where you're going to next. But I had absolutely no respect for money. What you don't honor will not honor you. If you don't respect the order of operation, if you don't respect the process of funneling the, the things that we are given access to steward, in and through the earth effectively, it is impossible for reciprocity to be in full operation, right? There's a level of self-control and discipline that has to come into play concerning the things that you are responsible for stewarding. And let's take our idea, our mind, our thought process off of um, just liquidity or finances right now. And, and let's say this. Uh, you live in a rented house. Now, I'm going to make somebody real uncomfortable right here, but I'm going to go on and say it because this is what Holy Spirit is saying. And your carpet is nasty. Uh, and your refrigerator, if you open it, you got to run from the smell of it. Um, your your kitchen is filthy. And uh, listen, I, I could say a myriad of things, but I don't I don't want us to feel bad. I, this This is me talking about stewardship right here. When you treat things like they belong to you, um, I lived in house um, during my valley season for exactly seven years, right? And when I moved out of the house, <laughs> when the lady came to the house, she said, I can't believe that you've been living here for seven years. Um, and you took care of my house, I said, like it was my own because I'm responsible for effective stewardship. I understand that there it takes a different level of self-control. It means that when the thing happens at your house or even in your car, some of y'all right now, if I go get in your car, uh, you got to throw 59 million things in the back seat in order for somebody to sit in the front. <laughs> You got uh, yesterday's Taco Bell uh, bags balled up and McDonald's French fries on, on the side of the inside of your seat. Listen, this, this whole stewardship thing is not just about money. God gives us small tasks 
first to see if we are prepared for the larger things. It means that we have to take everything seriously and take nothing for granted. Some of us don't know how to value. Uh, you borrow something from a friend, they never get it back. You uh, use something of someone's, you return it in poor condition as opposed to replacing it. It's the little things. It's not even the large things. God tests us with the small things, right? He gives us permission to have access. Like when I, I think about uh, declare victory and for real in real life, declare victory does not need me to function. If I never call here again, declare victory, somebody uh, knows the back end information to make sure that things get paid for. Somebody has access to accounts to make sure things are effectively, it's, it's not a, a sneak attack. It's a real thing, right? There, there are things that we will uh, always be responsible for, but if we don't manage them well because we lack discipline, because we lack self-control because we lack the ability to properly and or effectively manage any and everything that he gives us from the small to the great. If we don't learn the order of operation in the earth, see, Joseph learned the order of operation even in slavery, even in the penitentiary, even in the palace, even when people had done him poorly, they had treated him unfairly, unkindly. He became an international distribution center in the time of a drought. Can I tell y'all a little secret? A drought is here. It's coming. It's, uh, 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 it's, it's right in our backyard. And for some of us, we're unprepared, and not just because we don't have money. <clears throat> some of it is because we don't know, number one, who we are, uh, whose we are, where we sit, what we have access to, who we have access to, why we have access to them, and what do we do when that access is necessary, right? Um, no different than uh, Devona came and talked about the physicality of of living a self-controlled or disciplined life. I wanted to make sure you guys have access to practical tools. Now, Simone is, is of few words until you get to talking to her about this money. You start talking to Simone about this money, the whole game changes, right? Um, as as sometimes I'll see her sit with, with her people whose portfolios are in the millions or the hundreds and hundreds of thousands, mostly higher than that, though. <laughs> Right. Um, I listened to her flow in her element because God gifted her to be a resource to the nations, even as it relates to allocation and appropriation, knowing how to appropriately die, uh, uh, direct funds or finances to the locations that are necessary because our God is a God of multiplicity, because our God is a God of addition. If it does not add to you, there is no benefit. If it does not multiply you, it means that it is taking from you. What we always want to make sure is 
is that we uh, balance the scales, that we recognize the things that are assets and the things that are liabilities in our lives. If you know those shoes will not help your PG&E get paid, but your PG&E is still outstanding, sweetheart, pay the PG&E or at least make some arrangements to get the PG&E paid. Does that make sense? Come on, let's, let's make sense. Let's do what's necessary to uh, do the, the most for what it is that we have a responsibility of doing. Joseph understood that even in the prison when he did not have uh, any liquidity, let me tell you what he still had. He had his gifts. He had his anointing. He had his mantles. He had his call. He had his instructions. And everything that he was was a benefit to anyone that came in contact with him. One of the things that I've learned about effective relationship building is everything connected to me is viable. Everything I'm associated with is a, a, a thing of multiplicity. Whatever you put in their hands, I'm high. Glory to God. I'm going to double it. I dare you to hand me $5. I'm going to show you a magic trick. I dare you to hand me a person. I'm going to show you what it looks like when someone is loved well. I dare you to hand me a, a house. I'm going to make it a home. Our responsibility, hallelujah, when it comes to kingdom living is multiplying and duplicating and uh, replenishing and rebuilding everything that God puts in our hands. We're responsible for establishing in the earth. Declare victory is established. Y'all don't need me ever again. Just showing up is an honor. I'm, I'm honored that he would trust me with uh, the hearts of people. I'm honored that he would trust me with the gifts and the fruit of people's heart, the fruit of people's labor, uh, so much so that uh, teachers and ministries have been birthed as a direct reflection, a direct result of just a simple step of obedience in stewardship. Right? So I, I want to ask you today, as we're we're still talking about self-control and discipline, because in order for you to get to the appropriate places, for you to even manage your gifts well, for you to be uh, not just the manager, but the distribution center, for you not just to be the distribution center, but for you to be the governor in specific regions and locations, our relationship to how we feel about money, how we feel about things, how we feel about liquidity says so much more about our heart than it does about our pocket or our pocketbook. It says so much more about uh, what we feel about the truth of what God says about who he calls us in the natural and in the spirit. And if ever you've had an opportunity, I know some people who have a whole bunch of money and baby, they so stingy, they may as well take it and burn it up. Right? You may as well throw, cut it into little bitty pieces, put it in a paper shredder. Who cares that you have some money with your stingy, nasty heart? That's a matter of the heart. Scared to part. Well, I don't care if it's a million dollars or two dollars. A stingy heart is useless for the kingdom because you're so busy acquiring it and holding on to it that it's not helpful. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anyone. It's just you get to store it up and look at it. The world set on fire today. That that could have revolutionized. A little piece of it could have revolutionized somebody's life. Could have took them from poverty and and put them pushed them into a place of faith. And and don't get me wrong, uh, if if you are a poor steward, if you have no self control and no discipline, it is a proven fact 
that I don't care how much money we give you. And by the time it's all said and done, you're going to end up broke anyway because in your heart of hearts, you still don't understand the order of operations. Can I tell y'all a secret? The principles will work for whoever works them. It is never about money. It is always about how you feel about money. It is never about self-control. It's always how you feel about honoring and respecting the process. If you are not tithing, you are robbing God and the people that you are assigned to because everything is backwards. If there's not a central location that you pour seed into on a regular basis, if you come to declare victory every single day and have for years and years and years and, and would just get up every single time you show up here and just wipe your mouth and be like, okay, thanks. You don't bring no cups. You don't bring no paper plates. And you'll never bring no chicken. You just come with your little tin cup and be like, hey, can you fill this up? I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. Once upon a time, I would never have said this. I understand the order of operations. If you don't have a church home and you don't pay your tithes or offer nowhere, you know, this ain't free. I send people money and I don't send them 2 and $3 either. <laughs> just FYI. On a regular basis, it's not, it's not something I do periodically because I understand stewardship. I understand the principles. I understand the laws. I understand the precepts. I get it. I understand that those things are what have sustained me. I didn't have a job for seven years. Y'all listening? I need you to hear me. But the little that I had, I understood the power of stewardship. I was never a bad steward. I just didn't respect money. I didn't respect the principles. When you don't respect the principles, when you don't respect the precepts and the, the order in which we are to do a thing, there's a withholding that takes place. It's just, it's just the truth. I'm not, I, this is not about giving the offering to declare victory. I don't care where you send your money. Do whatever you like to do with it. It's yours uh, to steward. But I, I, I will challenge you to be disciplined enough to consistently tithe wherever that is. I, it doesn't matter. Even if it's a person, even though there's an order of operation that says bring it to the storehouse, right? Whatever that storehouse is, be a blessing to people on a regular basis. It's, it's your kingdom responsibility so that these laws and principles, see, it's like, um, I, I want you to have this visual right quick. This is what I see in my head. Thank you, Jesus. If If I see a Ferris wheel, Right, you know, people are on the Ferris wheel. They ride it. You see their feet dangling. There's a a person that operates the handle uh, that lets the people off and on. But if in fact you put a, a stick or something in it the wrong way, where that it is not able to effectively spin, well, the ride in and of itself is in danger of being out of operation. But listen, there are people up in the air. There are people that are suspended. There are people that are stuck in place when something is lodged into the natural function or the natural flow, and those people get trapped at the top. They get trapped in the middle because there's a missing piece. There's something in the way. There is what we call a silt or a setback. A silt is something that is full of grudge, soot, uh, 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 and all kinds of stuff that backs up the natural flow of water. For some of you guys, your blessing, uh, uh, Somebody else's blessing is in your purse. I'm just talking about what I'm talking. I know what God tells me and when he tells me to do it. If God tell me to give XYZ $1,000 and all I got is 
uh, $1,050, I'm going to have $50 when it's over. And I don't, I don't care. <laughs> In real life, if he, if he tell me to give a uh, thousand fifty, and all I got is a thousand fifty, I'm gonna be looking around the corner. There's gonna be a level of expectation that what I need is around the corner. And every single time, and thank you, Ruthann, every single time um, he gives me an instruction. Guess what ends up happening for my life? Not only does it come back, it comes back most times triple. That that seems there there are patterns that happen when you operate in a certain level of self control. There are things that transpire. Uh, things are added to you when you operate at a certain level of self control. And sometimes it doesn't come back in liquidity. Hallelujah, God, I heard you. Uh, sometimes it doesn't come back uh, in in what we think it should. It might not be a cash app. It could be something you could hold in your hand. It could be uh, a, a a bill forgiven, or you call the people and you trying to figure out what happened to the balance of that thing. Well, it, it, yesterday it was $1,500. Well, today, ma'am, it says you owe 20 <laughs> Huh? <laughs> Wait, what happened? Oh, okay, well, let me run you this 20 right quick. Can you send me a letter that says paid in full, please? And thanks. <laughs> I'm not talking about what I think. There's a level of self-control. There's a level of discipline. Sometimes it is God modifying uh, the purchase amount of a house because you put a petition in the earth that he knew you would put in the earth. Because I glory, because he gives us the desires of our heart, sometimes it is a, a mortgage rate that's dropped. The interest rate dropped from 4% to 1.7%. Sometimes it's... It is uh, in an open door, some full access to things that other people just don't have carte blanche to. Listen, let me tell you something about self-control and discipline. If you manage the small things, they'll make you ruler of a many. I implore you to go back and read the story of Joseph and his ability to steward and some of the hardships that he went through. See, because God, he does not, as he trains us, as He as we go through core and strength training, we, we go through things that make us not only uncomfortable, but in some instances make us ashamed and or embarrassed because there's a level of humility that you have to have uh, to operate from uh, great places when it comes to uh, great masses of things, of stuff. Because, you know, we innately, uh, that, that, that low down P word, that pride thing, pride makes us uh, have a desire to be such and much. But one of the things that I've learned about effective stewardship, about self-control and discipline is that uh, the humble, when we humble ourselves, he exalts us. When we uh, bring ourselves low concerning even our money. God, listen, I know what I have. I, I'm appreciative. Uh, what do you need me to do with it? Because surely it's not for me uh, to just keep going on vacation. Surely it's not for me uh, to just buy whatever handbag I want. Surely it's not just so I could drive a Benz. Who am I supposed to get this money to so that somebody can eat tonight that would not otherwise be able to eat so that we can make sure a hotel room is paid for for somebody that's uh, not effectively managed or stewarded their money. You know, sometimes we are in our own way because we won't operate from a place of self-control and discipline. I'm going to just be honest, y'all. Some of the situations that we're in and um, are all well-meaning, you know, in your 
your mind, you you feel like you've done a good job, but in essence, God is still trying to teach you how to live from a fasted life, from a place where uh, you have gotten to the agreement that sanctification, even in your finances, is needful and necessary, where you are okay with living a segregated life, where you don't have to do what culture says and culture does. We don't have to have the bag. We ain't got to drive the best everything, because right now, in about 15 minutes, it's not going to matter anyway. What are you doing with what it is that he put in your hand? How are you managing what it is that he put in your hand? You got to be uncomfortable enough to change things in order to change things. So um, if you guys don't know anything else, I want to say this, two things. Um, there is a need for us to be um, in in full recognition of being seated in heavenly places, which means that we sit above all the principalities that are working against us, and we stop fighting up, but we start fighting down because we understand that the enemy is already under our feet. My prayer for everyone this morning is that you begin to recognize that God gave us dominion Right, he did it very intentionally, but if you don't recognize that that's what you operate in and that's what you operate from, um, you you will you will absolutely not be able to move into the next phase of this thing. Right, you won't be able to go to the next level of living. God wants us all to go to the next level so that we uh, get to see the manifestation of the truth of the word of God that says that we will be lenders and not borrowers. Right now, uh, we are generally begging Peter to pay Paul, and the system can only be broken when we do different things. The pattern can only be honored when we honor the process. The process can only be honored when we understand he's the provider, uh, and he becomes the provider when we um, make sure that the altar of our heart is centered on the truth of his will, his word, and his divine provision for our lives so that we can be uh, the, the, the prayer station, so that we can be uh, the distribution center. But none of that happens until we understand our position, our authority, and we learn how to master this fasted life. And, and a fasted life takes discipline, guys. It takes self-control. Ask me how I know. It's not fun. It don't always feel good. Sometimes you can't go to the thing. Sometimes you can't do the thing. Sometimes you can't buy what you want to buy. But when you start to master that thing, little by little, he gives us access to more. He starts to open up things. He starts to send people from the north, the south, the east, and the west. The winds begin to blow in your favor, but you have to master this discipline and this self-control thing in order to get to the other uh, level, to the other layer. Um, That being said, Simone, I'm going to hand it to you, and I'm going to have you pray. Hallelujah. 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 I want to pray. Um, I want to pray for the for the group. Um, I want to pray for courage, the courage to do um, 
what the Holy Spirit in us can empower us to do. So, Father, I'm asking, Lord God, that you would give each person under the sound of my voice, Lord God, Father, courage right now to see their finances different, to see what they've been called to steward from a different lens, Lord God. And Father, as they as they view what you have provided and put in their hands, Lord God, Father, that they would make the, the courageous decision, Father, to follow the order of operation that you place within them, Lord God. We all have a distinctive order built in us, Lord God, where our values lie, where you have called um, us to um, live and, and be passionate about, Father. So I'm asking, Father, simply for courage, courage to trust you, courage to hear the Holy Spirit, to quiet our flesh, Father, to hear your voice and say yes, yes to that that thing that you called us to, yes to doing the declaration, yes to to giving um, when 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 it doesn't seem like we have enough, yes to honoring what we said we would do, yes to denying our flesh so that more of you can be in us, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for the word today. I thank you, Lord God, Holy Spirit, that you you bring in us self-control, and that comes from you, that we don't have to look for it within ourselves, Father, that we can depend on you and look to you to give us the self-control. We, we, don't, we don't have it on our own, Lord God, but I'm grateful that we can turn and look to you and we can have that. And therefore, we can master the things that you called us to, that the kingdom would be built and, be, and you would be glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So here is that time that we have set aside uh, for those that may have called a little bit late. We didn't have an opportunity to say good morning. Um, as always, somebody needs to mute their phone, whoever's, maybe it's a dryer or I don't know what that noise is. Um, but you get to get to say good morning to us all. We love uh, to, to be able to address you properly. Of course, I want to give the men an opportunity first, if there are any men on the line that want to say good morning, now's your time. Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, bro. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Wednesday. Anybody else? Any other men? That keeps scaring the crap out of me. What scared the crap out of you, honey? Mute your phone. <laughs> any other any other men? Amen. If not, if there are any first time callers, uh, callers that perhaps have never said anything, you'd like to say something now. Here's your chance. All right, otherwise. All right, y'all, it's the open floor. Good morning, God morning, great morning. Good morning, Dion. It's Carla. Well, I'm back. <laughs> and it was great. We missed it. It was great. 
You know, I've been listening, listening, but I haven't been able to speak much. But I just want to thank you guys for all your prayers and all of that. I'm back home. Amen. Ah, what did Yeah. Well, welcome and home. It's, it's the part of the course. <laughs> Amen. Right. Amen. It's, it's all our process, honey. The stewarding our own lives is what. Good morning. This is Georgia. Georgia, Georgia. Listen, your hair, baby, gives me life. <laughs> Just FYI, I love your hair, Georgia. It's so pretty. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, anybody else? Praise the Lord. Good morning. Um, Praise this is Joyful. I've um, been over here pacing and pacing. Um Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Miss Krishanda. What a great tag team. Oh, wow. Thank you. I can't wait to the conversation. God bless you both. <laughs> Amen. Bless you, sis. Good morning. It's Liberty. Hey, Liberty Girl. Hey, B.I. <laughs> Happy with Elsie. Hi, Elsie, Belsie. Anybody else? Great morning. This is Brianna the Backer. That was a great declaration. <laughs> I went. Good morning, Bree. <laughs> Good morning, Dee. Good morning, Simone. It's persistent. Great declaration. Loved it. Amen. Good morning. And needed it. (laughs) All right, persistent. Good morning. Yes, girl, I know who you is, girl. Good morning. Anybody else? Hey, good morning. Hey, Hey, Shell. 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 Hey, Q&A. Let's Q&A. Y'all uh, get on some old nerves this morning. Y'all don't get on my nerves. I enjoy this part of the conversation. It's one of my favorites. Hey, D. Uh, Michelle, I'm, I'm going to say it again. Sweet Simone going to make an honest dollar out of me soon. It's going to holler. <laughs> it's going to holler. Thank you, Simone, for saving us because she was like throwing us over there. So I totally appreciate you, and I appreciate I appreciate Simone. I appreciate you just for backing it with the word. Um, you know, you 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 can't dismiss anything when it comes straight from truth, from the foundation of how it should be and how we should store. Um, yeah, that's why we got holes in our pocket. Um, yeah, but my my holes is they gone they gone. I got some needle and thread because I'm stored and better. So I love y'all. Thank you. And that's Amen. all. Provides self control. He provides what we need, um, and in Him there is no leak. Um, 
There is no lack. Simone and Leon. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Who who was that? I'm sorry. This Liberty, I'm over here busting at the seams. Like, I'm like, you've not just delivered my mail, but girl, you read it, okay? Like, I'm over here, I know that it's an order of call, and I know that we're supposed to do everything decent in order, but I cannot wait to say, Dion, it's the phone! God! <laughs> Lord have mercy! Jesus! I'm over here doing a self-evaluation. I'm up here thinking about, okay, Lord, what haven't I not done? What am I not doing right, Lord? You know what my heart's desire is. I feel like I'm at a that I was at uh, I was on the Ferris wheel with the with with the stick stuck in so the wheel couldn't turn. That was me. Like I'm like, baby, I'm over here tripping. <laughs> thank you, thank y'all so much. Everything that y'all said today went hand in hand with each other. I mean, it was it was it merged perfectly. And it made me really think about what I need to do to get my finances and my house in order to reach, to be able to go to the next level so God can continue to bless me. Am I being a good steward? I was just having a conversation last night with my daughter-in-law, and I want to move. I've been in this apartment for 10 years, and I'm like, Lord, you've done it before. I need to, I need you to do it again. And I'm like, Lord, is it me? What am I not doing? Like, you know, I'm like, is it? I kept thinking about everything that it could be, that I'm stagnated, right? And I'm like, and I just became a good steward of my finances, like, in the last couple of, like, six months. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm a spender and I'm a giver. And I know some things that, you know, the Lord want me to say, you know, um, so he just just to teach me a lesson of certain things, but I just want to say thank you guys so much. Like, I have learned so much, and so much of you said I've hit home, and I know that I need to do better. So thank y'all so much. I love y'all. God bless y'all. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> we love, yeah, we love you. <clears throat> we love you back and appreciate your heart. Uh, uh, and and, and it, listen, whatever it takes, however long it takes, the, the key is, I, I tell people all the time, you get the right answers when you ask the right questions, right? Um, when you don't ask, see, we, we, we get terrified when there are hard questions in place. We be scared of what he going to say, what he going to tell us about us, because that's all, we are the only problem. Every Not sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I jump in? Yeah, come on, Christian. <laughs> so yesterday, um, I was thinking about Simone and just hearing her voice, and I could literally see in her dragging people out of their houses saying, not on my watch will you be poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not on my watch. Dragging, like literally, <laughs> like not on my watch will you be poor. Um, and I'm just so blessed today, um, you know, because – Simone, you came through with light on things that, for me personally, I've heard over and over again. Like in my mind, I'm going, who is Stuart? And I, you know, I think I do fairly okay. You know, I'm decent about my money, but could be so, so much better. But just when you just said today that it doesn't belong to you, it just shifted my thinking that I am managing somebody else's money. It just, that just stuck with me. I'm so excited 
to just take a different position that I'll pay myself. I'll do the order of the way that you gave us the list that you blessed us with, but um, but it's not mine. And I'm so excited because I can just see where it will go, where it will grow, and just honoring God. Um, so I will do the walk on by when all those ads come by. So thank you so much. <laughs> God bless you. Amen. You guys are a great tag team. <laughs> One thank you, thank you. One of the things God showed me was um <clears throat> that when we look at the money as when we look at our increase as ours, as my money, my stuff, that we limit ourselves to only what that money can do. So now you've limited yourself to only what your paycheck can can do versus when we look at it as God's and we give first and we have gratitude, what happens is we extend our resource pool to God's resources because now we're we're not blocking that it's not it's not about us, it's his and it's unto him. Now we get access to God's resources. So posture, gratitude, so important. Amen. Hey, Simone and Dion, this is Sonia. I'm, I'm going to take it even further. When you told us in our radical mindset about that, you know, that that's, that we act like that money belongs to us and it doesn't, it changed our whole, my whole mindset. But he told me the other day, he said, when we were talking about the new wine scene, he said, I can't pour into your purse because it got holes in it. So that's old wine skin. So why am I pouring new wine? into some old wine scene, which was your purse that got holes in it. Mm. I said, ooh, ooh, he just slapped my face off again. <laughs> but you need to fix them holes. Oh, I said, thank you, Simone, for making me fix this stuff. And, and mm. it, it was at that point that you have to sit down and if you really have to look at, look at it, and it's just not just over your money, the things that he has given you to be responsible for. Like Dion said, it's just a, he, he tests you with the little, little by little, and once you become a steward over that, he increases. But that slap on my face, it hurts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? Yeah. Uh, this it's oh, yeah. persistent. I'm sorry. Um, I love it that there's so much more value. We put the emphasis and the focus on the money, but God puts the value on so many other things. As I'm sitting here listening to Dion and Simone and all the other um, character and attributes that go along with this money thing, because, see, I've had and I've lost, and God has allowed me to keep what I have left from what I've lost. And I realized where I got off track because I started looking at the world system. And I, and this is what God's just telling me as I'm listening to you two. And I love it because I love God so much that it really has a lot to do. Like I love the fact that Dion has the experience of God tells me to give 1050 and all I got is 1050 Hey, but she walks away with expectation because she knows God. She knows that he's going to take care of me, and I'm expecting, and I'm looking for it. 
because she's experienced. That's a level of understanding and relationship with the Lord that I feel like we all got to get to, you know, and, and excited about getting there. But it's a process. And so I just appreciate this because it really heightened my understanding of and myself, first and foremost, looking at me. And then, you know, you know, hopefully I can carefully, mindfully, prayerfully, and just thoughtfully walk through this process um, with what God, what God treasures, what mm-hmm. he treasures inside of me what he wants me to walk in and wants me to be, all of us. I'm saying me because I'm making it personal, but it's all of us. But I just praise God for this because it really has shifted my mindset. There's that mindset momentum. It just shifted my mindset, which I appreciate so much. It's going to have me um, thinking and meditating on this. I've, I've been a very good steward in the past, and I went through some trippy times. You know, I let the enemy get in there and stomp some things. And um, but I've gotten, I've stewarded where I, when I had the money, I stewarded. I listened to something that wasn't right. Um, now it doesn't matter. The pride doesn't matter. If I got, if I make a two hundred dollar check, guess what? I'm stewarding that two hundred dollar check. It doesn't matter. Whatever that is, I used to think, well, I don't have enough. Well, that's not the right thinking. And so, um, anyway, hopefully I'm making sense. I just, I so appreciate this, uh, this conversation and this um, declaration on so many levels, on so many levels. I do appreciate you ladies and a great tag team, by the way. <laughs> God bless. Amen. Amen. Simone, you got something? Morning. Oh, hey, morning. Okay. Good morning. This is Tanya, not Tanya. Good morning, sweet Simone. Oh my God! (laughs) Stewarding that voice. Mm. Hey, I I was just I was just I got so many nuggets, and I'm so privileged to be able to call you, ladies' friend, and to. Um, have lived some things out loud, especially with the radical. So I'm going to say something that's going to make her laugh, <clears throat> but I don't want you to get out of control. I want you to steward your laughter, Dion. So um, a okay. few years ago when I worked um, for Goodwill Industries, I drove a company <laughs> car. <laughs> I drove a Listen, I am the only person they ever did that to. They gave me a car to drive at a time when my car went out. It was like perfect. It, it was almost per. Well, I, maybe a few weeks, but whatever. My point is, it was a four, 1998 Ford Escort. The car was about, I don't know, maybe eight years old. And when I tell you that I took care of that car, I washed. Listen, I got. I lived in Vallejo. I worked in San Francisco. I got to drive the car home every day and park it in my garage. They gave me a car. When I came to the off, my, my office, I just need to give you context. My, my office was, the headquarters was in downtown San Francisco, but my work site was in Bayview Hunters Point. 
I drove the car whenever I went to the office. There was a designated parking space for me, hmm. not anybody else in the com- in the company. This had never happened before. I don't even really know how it happened. My point is this: today, I drive a brand new 2021 Tesla that I don't pay for because I was faithful to God, and it hmm. took me a minute to even say that out loud. Because I didn't want people to think that I was high side and, you know, I wouldn't post anything on Facebook. And Dion said, wait a minute. We're not hiding what God did. And I had to, what's my point? When you are faithful over the little thing, it was a 19, people talked about me. I know they did. I know people laughed at me. I didn't care. If you knew the story behind this car. (laughs) <laughs> you can laugh all you want to. I didn't even pray, pay for bridge toll. I'm just just looking at being a faithful steward. And I remember, um, I remember when. Um, so I'm a committed tither. I, I have been for years. I will pay my th- even when I was on unemployment. I tithed on my unemployment check. I have tithed on my EBT card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. I want you guys to understand this principle that we're talking about, it works. It's not a trick. I understand I'm a manager. I'm a steward of what God has given me. And and it used to be a big deal for me to give $100. It, it used to be a big deal for me to give sometimes $50. I've, God has stretched me. I make less money today. But it's nothing for me to give a thousand dollars now, Amen. because I trust God, and I I want you guys. I just want you to just just try Him. Um, um. It, there's a scripture in the Bible that it it's the only one that that talks about how you could try God, and it's in the area of your giving. Malachi. Try three. Ma- yes. Try God and won't see. Won't He give? He will return to you. Press down shaken together, and running over will men give into your bosom. Here's the last thing. When we give, we're not attached to what we give. So if we give with an expectation that the person that we're giving to will give back to us, that's, you got it wrong. Got it wrong. They're not, they're not responsible to give back to you. God is responsible for you and to you. This was wonderful. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Let me okay. hold on one second. Who was that? No, I was saying thanks, Pam. Oh, I heard somebody else, though. Was somebody trying to say something, or am I tripping? Yeah, I was going to say that that scriptures in, in Luke <clears throat> was, Daniel was talking about press down shake. Luke, I think, chapter 6, if I'm not correct. Yeah, it, it it is it is also another variation, and and thank you for that, um, brother E. I appreciate you. Amen. Uh, I could have swore I heard a lady's voice. Somebody else. Okay. I'm gonna say, but you can go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say thank you, Sweet Simone, for your your share, and as you all, you and Dion, and those that are in my group know with my transparency regarding tides 
that I just recently discovered the importance of doing it. And um, I realized that, like you said, unless you steward the little, how can he trust you with more? Because at the end of the day, um, it's his. So thank you for reminding us about that. And just do it what he gives us and he blesses us with. And what he blesses us with very well. And that is our finances, our time, our children. Just it can go in several directions. So thank you. Very good. This is true. Um, I, I want to. I didn't. I didn't laugh real hard at at Tanya's stewardship. I remember I was living in Atlanta while she was still working at Goodwill, and one time we were on the telephone, and she, you know, we talking while she in the car. And she got to her location, and all I heard was church, church. I said, "I know you ain't put no alarm on that escort," and we <laughs> fell out laughing. If you knew how Tanya. <laughs> and he got baskets and all kind of stuff. I said, "Did I just hear that that car go turn turn?" She's like, "Absolutely." I work, I work in uh, the Tenderloin. I said, "You know what? I'm not doing this with you to put an alarm on that green Escort." <laughs> it was not and green I, for your information. It was, was white with beige oh, yeah, yeah, and velour interior. It That's white, absolutely. <laughs> and, and I sure did put an alarm too. on it. She put an alarm on that escort up out of her own pocket, baby. I want y'all to be clear. But but this is the part she didn't tell y'all. She didn't tell y'all after stewarding that escort that somebody took her to the car lot and paid cash for a brand new zero miles on it, Volkswagen VW, because it's the one that she wanted after stewarding that little white escort, right? <laughs> and so, and she drove that escort all the way up until she got this blue Tesla today, right? She drove that escort for many years, and you would have thought the no, escort no, no, was the brand. Volkswagen, the Volkswagen. I'm, I, I mean, that's what I mean, Volkswagen. Yeah. For years, but you, you would have thought that it was a Tesla. She takes care of the Tesla like she took care of the Volkswagen, like she took care of the Escort, right? And so, and so, go. Was that you shifting on the phone? Go ahead. Were you saying something, sis? Or no? No, no, no. That, no, that was me. somebody else. Okay, okay. So, was somebody else trying to share? You can. Um, all right. Um. At the end of the day, listen, there is a process to this. Um, <clears throat> no different than I wanted Devona to share about, because we don't talk about this kind of stuff in church. We just don't. We don't, you know, it's not It's not uh, something that's pressing. We talk about uh, God anointed you to get wealth. But, yeah, get wealth, and then what I'm going to do with it when I get it other than lose it. Right? Uh, what what am I going to do with it concerning how I think and feel about it? Because money is not about the actual physical paper money, right? Sometimes you'll, you'll plant a seed one place, get, give it back to you another. He recently told me to sow a specific seed in a specific location. I sowed the seed. Um, I didn't get liquidity back. <laughs> I got a whole promise back. 
Right? I, I got I got a prayer answered back that's way bigger than any money could ever be. Right? So a lot of times our expectation can't just be tied to what we think we need. He already knows. The, the word says, take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow will take care of itself. Even for those of you that know you've not stewarded money well, you ain't never been hungry. You may have been homeless. You were, but you weren't. <laughs> Even that displacement and being disheveled is more about him trying to teach you principles, precepts, self-control, discipline, effective stewardship for a reason because God operates and functions in seasons. Things are not just kind of the things that just kind of happen. They're seasons. Okay? Amen. Anybody else? Questions? Yes. I heard two people. Who was that? Me. Juanita. Brianna. Oh, okay. Juanita, I mean, so so go Ruth, Juanita, and then uh, Brian, back, the backer. Go in that order, guys. Good morning, beautiful people. Um, this mm-hmm. was definitely for me. And as I told Dion last week, I said, I wish I had met um, the financial advisor back millions of dollars ago because I thought I had millions of dollars ago. Well, I'm just grateful to be a, not only a giver, but a cheerful giver. I remember Pastor Coleman saying this. He said, I don't want mad money. If you don't want to give, you think you have to give, I don't want it. So I'm glad to be a cheerful giver, and I'm glad to plant seeds where I know it's been effective, something is happening, people are being blessed. I want to be a part of good stuff. So when I give, I'm grateful and I'm happy to give because I know there's something good that's happening. I remember meeting with my tax guy a few years ago. He said, Ruth, what have you done? I had all these uh, uh, money orders and cashier's checks um, from people, uh, for people that I had gave money to. He said, you can't claim this. <laughs> He said, next time, he was so, he was mad at me, but he was like, oh, my, he just, he put his head, his hand on his head. He said, Ruth, next time you get this kind of money, come see me. He said, you could have bought you a metro store. You could have bought anything. Come see me. And that's right. You have to be a good steward of your money. I thought that if I bless people, God will bless me. That wasn't it. My, that was my own interpretation. So Totally wrong. I just was just doing it, and I didn't have nobody over me that was, you know, giving me advice on how to spend money. I was just giving it. But I'm grateful today. Not only will God bless you when you give uh, with, you know, what, what, your, what your desires or your heart are, is, but he'll bless your kids, and he'll protect us too. I believe that. I believe just giving an honest, uh, cheerful giver, God is protecting my kids, protecting me, you know, um, I won't even go into the situation, but he's protected my baby girl. I believe all that comes with giving protection. So I'm grateful. I cannot wait to meet with Simone. Thank you, Dion, always. And lastly, be a cheerful giver. Don't give because you think you have to give because your heart. 
Amen. Thank you for sharing with Go ahead, Swanita, and then and then um the backer after that. Well, good morning. I'm I just want to say thank you for your declaration of um I heard most of it. I just I'm real tired. I've been packing, I'm moving into a bigger apartment and I'm happy about that. Um I just when it comes to to um stewarding, I just thank God for um just what he's been doing in my life. I don't, I haven't worked now. It's been nine months, you know, and I do get like a a worker's comp check, but I do still um, steward off of that, you know, and I do give, um, and I just um, recently was, um, you know, I guess God had prompted me to give um, to, to two different entities, and I did, and yesterday, I think it was yesterday, or the day before, someone had called me. You know, they have this, um, and then and they have it in every state, which is, which is um, it's a government site, website, where there's unclaimed money. And so, <laughs> every, everyone, so I, this girl said, hey, I saw your name on the Illinois website. Um, for the unclaimed money, and she said, um, so she sent me the information, and I clicked on it and went ahead, and I ended up, it was under one of my um, married names, and um, so I clicked on it, and I saw that there was two different um, things, and so it was easy to claim, because once you, you know, put your information in or whatever, they'll send you an email showing you know, if they need more information to verify that, you know, this is yours or whatever, or they don't. So they had sent me a letter or email that said, we don't need any more information. Uh, we will be sending you out a check within um, five to ten business days. And when I looked at the information, they give you what the information was. It was a MetLife insurance policy that was uh, some kind of um, – thing off of it or whatever, um, dividends or something. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it's $2,000. So I was mm-hmm. just like, what? I was like, you know, so just as simple as that, God can bless you. You know, like I said, I give off of, and I gave um, a little extra the just recently just being obedient to what was on my mind to do or what God had put on my mind to do, I'll say that. And I just thank, you know, God for being, you know, obedient how he does. He does, he'll bring it back to you. That was way more than what I gave, believe that. <laughs> but um, I'm just grateful for your declaration this morning. Like I said, I'm just was a little in and out, just tired, been up most of the night. And um, so I just, um, like I said, thank you. <laughs> just wanted to get that testimony. Well, can I, I'm going to say this, and there are people on the line, I'm sure, um, especially when when I wasn't working, I used to go to. There is a site that is just called Unclaimed Money, and it'll it'll show you where the money is at. There's one in every single state. So for everybody listening, um, I have been able to put people in touch with this site because the Holy Spirit will literally give me a name, and then I send them an inbox. Honey, you got some money sitting out here in the world. You better go grab it. It's a real thing. It's, it it comes from 
it could be an old property and you had some leftover equity in it, um, I would suggest everybody listening to the sound of my voice, go check it. Nothing beats a fail but a try. Use old last names, use middle initials, full names. Uh, if you've been married a time or two, check your old married names because there's just money floating out in the earth. And if you don't claim it, that's exactly what it is. It's unclaimed money, but it is physically there. They don't ask you a whole bunch of questions. They make you verify your stuff and they send you a check. Just ask, FYI. Ask pretty, pretty Patrice and Brother Jeff. I promise you, it's a real thing. <laughs> Go, go ahead. All right. Hold on. Hold on one second. Brianna. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Um, so I I wanted to thank you for the uh mindset shift this morning and for Tanya, not Tanya, um, for sharing as well, because I was gonna post something on Facebook yesterday, but I was like, oh no, it's not. I guess I just I don't know, I didn't want to post it. But I was I'm working, I got I'm in this new position and I was um looking at like how long have I been in this company to begin with and it stunned me that I've only been here for 10 months but I remember when I first came into this job it was a peer after a period God told me I wasn't going to be a nurse that wasn't his plan for me that broke my heart but I but in that moment I just kept remember even in my tears and my pain like Lord it has to be better if you say a no to this what you have for me has to be way better than this you know my heart you know I want to serve all these things and so U-Haul was one of the jobs that I got after that, that I actually, like I say that, and um, and everybody who brought me to the job has left. So whatever, if I got a promotion, somebody promoted me, they left. And so it, you know, God has literally paved this way for me to be where I am. But when you talked about stewardship, I was literally this morning as I was driving and listening, and the Holy Spirit revealed to me, it was the stewardship of this job. So coming in, no matter what happened in my day or in my morning or in life that was going on, when I showed up to work, I showed up. I put my best foot forward. My, I was there to serve. And one of my favorite scriptures that I was brought to um, real, like seeing when I, when I came to this job was that when we serve, and I'm paraphrasing, we are to serve God. So for me, showing up to work, I was like, and I literally would say this, this is Jesus's U-Haul. This is not my, this is not U-Haul or whoever owned it. This is not Joe Showman's. Like, Jesus put me in this position, so I'm going to show up every day. It don't matter how I feel, what I got going on. If I didn't sleep, I'm going to put my best foot forward. And literally in 10 months, I went from making $17 an hour as a CSR to getting promotion after promotion after increase after increase. And now I'm here. He has brought me to this place of being able to manage the biggest U-Haul in the state. And when I got, when they told me what they were going to pay me, the shift had already begun because back in the day, I'd have been like, oh, great, now I can shop and I can do all these ridiculous things. But my the first thing that came to my heart was, okay, Lord, you have something you need me to do with this money. So let me not get excited or too like, yes, I'm grateful, but not being in the mindset of the old and being like, okay, whatever it is that you have for me, like, lead me in that. Don't let me get distracted. And of course, since then, the devil, like, don't you want a bigger apartment and don't you want things that I don't need? You know, their desires. And when the time comes, the time will come. But being able to like that shift has already happened when it comes to increase, but that the understanding stewardship as a whole, you know, that blessed me this morning, even when you talked about um, 
cleaning the carpet. I have an iced coffee stain on my carpet I've been looking at every day. I've been saying I'm going to do it, but, like, no, it needs to be done. Like, if I want a bigger place, why would God give me a bigger place just to have another iced coffee stain on the carpet for weeks at a time? Or blessing me with a car, you know, so that blessed me today just understanding stewardship on so many levels when we steward like that little for me what's coming in making seventeen dollars an hour not complaining doing the job and the things that everybody else strayed away from when it was hot when it was cold when it was raining being outside with a smile on my face where people be looking at me like i'm weird because it's pouring down rain and i'm soaking wet and i'm like have a blessed day you know see you next time or whatever so thank you um, and I and I am. I'm gonna share the story because I feel like it'll bless somebody else to understand. Like we, stewarding is, is yes, it's finances, but it's so much deeper. And that's what you gave me this morning. You you brought in my um, understanding on stewardship. So thank you. Absolutely, very good share. Very good share. Thank you so much for, for that. And for somebody that's despising that seventeen dollar hour job, there's a there's a method to this. There's a process to this. And if you honor that season, he'll bless you in the next season. It is your responsibility to steward whatever he gives you with gratitude in your heart. If you are ungrateful, you spend a whole bunch of time depressed about what you don't have, expect to sit in that season for a length of days. It wasn't until I got got to a place of gratitude, no matter what it looked like, that my situation changed. Amen. Well, I think that was, Lisa, were you about to share? Am I tripping? No, it was if Liberty. If she doesn't, I was, Grace, I'd like to do oh. this. Bravery. Oh, okay. Um, go go, Sabrina and then go Liberty. Go ahead. Because I'm okay. getting ready. So good morning, Graces. I absolutely enjoyed today. It was revolutionary, revolutionary for me for so many reasons. Um, That's it put Grace. That's together. Five. It put pieces of my life together. It made it made it make sense. I had never really considered myself a Joseph. Um, if you all know my story, my family of origin was not a safe place for me financially. It was not in every way, including financially. Um, and I often do not talk about the life that God has blessed me to live because I don't want to brag and I understand that there's some humility in it. But along with that, I have become the conduit for my family. And there have been times when I've been frustrated and I've even thought, I I got convicted this morning because I had thought several times, like if I didn't have to help them, I would have even more. And how selfish is that, right? And God tapped me on the shoulder and said, no, you you have more because you help them. And so I realized that not helping them would actually close the funnel. It would close the window. And so that was the first check. And then um, I, I, I take care of my mother, who was, you know, the source of my wounds. I've been doing it for years. I have been paying her rent and financing her um, as she's an aged senior. Um, fast forward a week or two ago, I wanted to make um, a, a financial purchase. I wanted to purchase a piece of property because I'm breaking generational curses. I wanted to purchase something for my granddaughter. And I went to, I was sent to a lender. They were told me that this lender will be able to help you because of this, it's a special circumstance. And they told me, no, flat out, we can't do it. And I got a little discouraged, but I went to the lender that helped me buy my last house because I felt, felt like he knew me. 
And when I told him the situation, he said, it's going to be difficult. He said, but can I ask you a question? And I said, yes. He said, are you still taking care of your mother? I said, I absolutely am. I'm still paying her rent. I'm still, and I started laying all this stuff. He said, say less. Two days later, he said, what you need is done. The house is yours. Go get it. And so just as sewing and reading, it may not come back. We're, 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 we're part of the rest. The, the price reduction. you got to tell them that. Oh, my God. I bought my neighbor's house just on a fluke. We were standing outside talking on a Saturday, oh, the day of Unlocking Eden. And she told me, she said, I want you to know, I want you to hear from me. I'm going to put this house on the market. And so I asked her how much was she selling it for. So she said, the lender told me, my, my real estate agent told me to price it for this um, because the bids are going to go through the roof. This is a four-bedroom, three-bathroom house. Mm. And so I said, I'll buy it, just like that. She said, are you mm. serious? I said, I'm serious. She said, are you serious? I said, I'm serious. I'll buy it. She said, if you buy it, I'll give it to you for three Four bedroom, three bathroom in the Bay Area. In California, right? In California, three hundred and ninety-nine thousand move-in ready, new windows, new carpet, everything. Three ninety-nine. Look at God. Three ninety-nine. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> hey! Listen, that, I, I'm, we're gonna take this moment right here because listen, until your breakthrough comes, you gotta learn yeah. how to. Praise God for other people's breakthroughs. So we're going to just make sure. Yes. Seven years. 
I'm connected to some of the most amazing people. You all being part of it. I have watched so many of the people connected to me go from one stage to the next stage to the next stage, from a, a thought, an idea, a daydream, into walking into a reality of certain things, right? you got to understand your role. Somebody needs to mute. For Somebody needs to mute. There's a whole bunch going on in your back. You, you have to understand your mantles your metrons, your purpose, and your kingdom use. you got to learn how God speaks to you because originally when Sabrina first started looking for a house, all she was running into, into which is why this is so significant, is $500,499. She was like, I don't want to spend that, right? So we often refer to a scripture um, that says, as you have said, be it unto you. That's Numbers 14 and 28. You got to learn that there is so much power in your mouth and there's more to the testimony is that she owns the house. She wanted to leave an inheritance for Raymond and for Nala. The houses are side by side. They're twin houses. So it's not just the price reduction. I need y'all to hear me. It's that she named her price and in less than uh, uh, I don't even think it was seven days. And she went from being frustrated looking at houses that weren't in the price range that she wanted to pay. She named her own price. But when you are a good steward over the little, when you are a good steward over the minimal amount, he makes you ruler over many things. I remember her in 2015 or 2016 living in Richmond in somebody else's house. <laughs> but she stewarded that house like she stewards the one that she lives in. And multiple people have been able to come there uh, and live in a place of respite. She's opened her door on several different occasions and continues to do so. Even this house, making preparations so that it's prepared for somebody else to sew into that house in order to maintain it so she don't have to pay the mortgage. There's a process to this, right? There's a pro and you got to have people around you that help you move into your process. You got to have people around you. See, I got the kind of friends we go and have meetings about dreams. Meetings about the things that God has given us to do and to uh, uh to to sow into and to go after and what we want to see XYZ. I got right now a tablet at my office where Tanya Sabrina and I have gone on vacation um, and, and, and Didi and sat with a whiteboard and daydreamed and poured out the things that God has placed in our hearts. Stewardship is about far more than money. It's about planning and preparation. It's about seeing it before you see it. It's about talking about it before you experience it. It's about moving into it in your mind before you see it in your hand. Listen, we keep all these things before God, but guess what? Before we put them before him, he's already given it to us according to Psalms 1. Uh, 39, 13 through 16, he gives us the desires of our heart because he desires to fill it. But you got to position yourself well. If you have not done so, I dare you, just make an appointment with her. <laughs> but, but my friend is a field. 
And even on this call, there's testimony after testimony after testimony of, if nothing else, helping you get to a place where you at least have a working budget so that you understand the order of operation because implementation brings manifestation. It's a process, but you have to do the work. Make sure that your friends, everybody, if everybody around you broke, you got a bad circle, period. Okay, I'm not saying that pretty. Move or get up and move. If everybody around you ain't got no vision, no dreams, no goals, no aspirations, get up and move. I can tell where you're going by the number, the type of people that you spend time with. And for somebody that may want to know, y'all keep hearing this mindset momentum. Listen, I'm doing a I'm doing an open presentation on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. I start a new session the following week. I'm I'm not that wrong. I'm I'm not I'm not that smart. But listen, the best AI we can ever have access to is the Holy Spirit. He has given me to be a conduit to move people to more. This is this is outside of declare victory. Whatever you want, give to declare victory or don't, it don't matter because it's established. But if you're ready to move to the next, and I'm gonna be on your head, it's a real thing, right? Make sure that you are sowing into something that will yield a harvest, be it a person, be it a place, be it a thing, whatever it is that God has given you to do. But if you're ready for next, if you're ready for more, go see Simone. If you're ready to walk through it and actually get some practical tools to apply it, if you're wondering why you can't attract the type of people that move you from one place to the next, be on this little presentation. It's not little, excuse me. Be on this presentation that Holy Spirit could only give me the intel for on Saturday and get yourself in position for next. <laughs> right? I, this, I get to watch people walk into what it is that God has shown them because um, today I understand the mastery, which is one of uh, the, the Greek definitions, uh, for for this this season, I get to see people walk into um, destiny, into purpose. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary. Anybody? Hey, Dion. This is Ruth again. Um, you know, I just want to shout all over my kitchen right now because, and it's not because the monies that are coming in. It is because God has given me a second chance. He has given me a second chance. I'm so yeah. grateful. Like, I mean, real, for real, for real. Like, I'm so grateful. I don't deserve this. I am up right now. Cause I'm cooking for so many people. I don't even need, I don't even have a number no more. I, since we've been on the phone just now, lady just hit me, want me to cook for 250 people on Friday. It's Wednesday. 250 people. That is not a drop in the bucket. And then I got an email from Instagram, and this is why I, I tell people, young people, that come to me and ask me a lot of questions about food trucks and catering and all that stuff, I say keep, and just like uh, Rodney Alamo always say, keep your pages clean. No matter how much money you make, don't be throwing all that money and showing money on your pages and be decent and in order. I have so many people following me from Instagram and finding me on Instagram. What if I was out there cutting up and acting crazy and posting all kinds of stuff and just 
You know what I'm saying? This lady found me on Instagram. I'm catering on tomorrow for 100 people in Pittsburgh. Never met these people. They found me on Yelp. Me? Really? I'm just, this is a shock message for me. Not about the money, the opportunities and the blessings that God has given me so I can bless other people, but not like I used to. The bottom line is this. He will bless you. And then, wait a minute, let me just say this. And he's blessing my health. I'm going to be honest and transparent for a minute, please. When I retired in 2021, I I just, you know, you, you because it's your body, do what you want to with it, and I would just have a little money and just, you know, just doing what I want to. I became a wino. I, I, I'm i not being funny. I called it a wino. But I became a drinker. I, I'm, I love wine, but I started drinking a lot of wine because I had the time. I'm at home. I'm retired, blah, blah, blah. As of June 1st, and I told Kyle, no more. Just when I come, just because I'm retired and I have the money, I'm done. I was so bloated at one time, y'all, I couldn't even walk. The sugar had just taken over my body. I had to call in and, look, the food truck is closed today. I could, I could barely walk from all that sugar. So I thank God for, 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 for blessing me, you know, and just giving me, you know, a second chance, but, you know, just said, no, I'm not just a, you know, you blessing me with money, but I'm not just to put my money into wine. And it's just, I mean, you know, you would say wine, it's just wine. No, it was literally killing me. I could feel it in my, the, every fiber of my body was shutting down just from wine. And I was like, I am becoming a wine. It didn't look like it on Facebook, but I was just, you know, I was drinking in the morning. I just cooking and drinking and cooking and drinking. And it had just became a, just, just an excessive amount of drinking for me. And I'm going to tell you, I'm so grateful to this day. I have not bought one bottle of wine this month. It's just a decision. Yes. Yeah. But I'm it's glad just a of second chances. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful. Thank you, Dion, for this. I cannot wait to meet with Simone. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's a big deal, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Make make an active decision to participate in your win. Amen. Make an active decision to participate in your victory. Somebody about to say hey. something? Yeah, good morning, everybody. This is Yolandra. Good morning, Simone. Good morning, Dion. I want to say uh, a couple things. Uh, I want to say, Sabrina, that is amazing. You know, God is so amazing. I am amazed but never surprised at what God can do, right? Um and Dion, you was like right knocking on my front door just last night. I have been looking around my space. I've been in my space for a number of years, a long, long time, long enough to own the little place, right? But I was looking around it, um, and uh, well, I've been looking around my space for a minute. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do this. You know, um, and so finally yesterday, you know, I had picked up this card for this uh, house, like for this service. 
to do, come in and I could do a deep clean in my place. And I put it in my car. And it's been sitting in my car for at least a couple months. And finally yesterday, finally yesterday, finally yesterday, I made the phone call. I made the phone call, and the people are coming over uh, <laughs> to, you know, clean my space, right? So when you said uh, that this morning, I was like, ouch. <laughs> and when you said the carpet, right, there are some areas in my carpet I've been looking at. I need to call Stanley Carpet Cleaner to get this done. You know, Yolanda, you got the money. You can, you know, you can, girls, get your carpets clean for real, right? And so thank you for that. I've been making up my bed every day since Mindset Momentum. (laughs) 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 And uh, so, you know, it's just amazing to me how uh, you can just come right into people's spaces, you know, and pinpoint pull out, magnify the areas that reflect something, but on a deeper level, they it's a reflection of something spiritual, if you know what oh, I mean, right? And so thank you for that because I knew that, and I was just procrastinating, procrastinating. Um, and so uh, I believe in tithing. Um, I give away... Uh, a lot of money, um, and so I just want to talk about my experience, my journey. I've been trying to buy a house for at least three, four years. Not necessarily a house uh, for me to live in, but uh, income property. There's a part of me that feels like, Lord, you know, I don't need to, you know, the big to do about, oh, I, I own a house, oh, I bought a house, you know, because I'm, I, I'm gonna die. And have you know, and 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 so what? I, I can't take it with me. That's been my thought process, and that's how I would reconcile every time I made an offer on a house and it didn't get accepted. But at the same time, I know that God knows what I can afford, and I know just like Sabrina, just because my uh, my bid may not be the highest bid, right? Something can click for me. So that's what I've been holding on to. I've been in my space for over 30 years. It's almost Mm -hmm. embarrassing to say that, right? But then again, my landlord, and I'm talking about tithing and giving and, you know, paying respect to God and so forth. My landlord tried to do some twisted stuff, right? He had been mistreating me for years, right? And this last time, I just got sick of it. So I went to the rent board in Oakland, and now my rent is less than $300 a month. So I don't plan on going nowhere soon. I want to buy some property, but I ain't moving. That's what I'm not going to do. Why would you? Exactly. Exactly. So I've just been stacking my little money, right, um, and waiting for God to show me, you know, what he wants me to do. The last thing I want to talk about, when I came out of school with my MBA, I came out of school with high expectations. 
my first job uh, after I graduated was working for Nokia, right? I was a receptionist at the front desk, and my responsibilities were to issue badges and go in the lunchroom and clean up behind everybody else and load the dishwasher and unload the dishwasher. And I'm thinking, hey, wait a minute. I got a master's degree. I ain't supposed to be making $13 an hour load no goddamn dishwasher. <laughs> I look back on it. I look back on it now. It is funny. But what I realize now is that God was setting me up for the next. Because every job I've had since I came back, since I've been clean, he's been setting me up for the next. God has redeemed the time. If you look at my professional life, you will never know that I, you know, was once, you know, an avid drug user. I'm going to say an avid drug user, right? My next couple jobs set me up for the next job. The last job I was at before this one, God put in my path a woman, a PK's kid, right? We both believed in God. We both prayed together. We have a beautiful relationship even to this day. She gave me up everything I did not know about HR. She gave me the game. And when she left that job, I got her position. And I have been moving up ever since. So I went from $13 an hour to $18 an hour to $21 an hour, $28 an hour. Then I went to exempt uh, $75,000 a year, and I was happy. Then I went to 90 Then I went to 111 and I've been moving up ever since. That Come ain't on. nothing but God. And this whole time, I've been tithing. It's like, oh, God, you want three, four, five hundred dollars $500? You can have that. Here, take, please take this, because <laughs> I know. And, and not only that, I know it transfers into every other area of my life. When I have difficulties at my job, because I'm the only black woman in senior management, and I don't see racism, right? But there's racism, and they get on my head every now and then. They're on my head now. But I have been praying. I've been walking around that building. I've been uh praying uh, Psalms 22, and Lord, don't leave me now. I have a revival. Lord, and I know every time I have an issue at work with them people, God moves them out of the way every time. And that comes from my obedience, right, my obedience and my faith. So thank you for this. I tuned in late. Uh, Dion, I didn't hear the, the, the seven steps. I'm sure I know some of them, but it, I'm sure you'll put them on Declare Victory or text me or what have you. Um, but this has been a good discussion. Thank you so much. I love you. Good morning, Victors. I, I don't know when to jump in because I just got on the line, too. This is Gwen. Um, and I, I've been trying to get on all morning, but Lord says you better get your house in order before you start talking. Uh, and that's been my ultimate goal for the past, ooh, God, forever. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just like he tells ministers and 
pastors and all that, they house got to be in order first before they do any kind of ministry. And um, I'm seeing it now. I got it at 65. Praise God, I got it. I was stirred up by, I don't know who it was that just finished talking. Of course, when you start mentioning landlords and, and tenants and, you know, I'm a landlord, I'm an owner, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur and not made by myself, but just because it was inherited. Um, forgive me for talking so fast because my mind was racing while the sister was talking and I kept wanting to jump in. I said, wait a minute, slow down. Uh, just wait until she finishes talking. I'm glad I did. Uh, the last thing that she said, Dion, I think was, uh, positioning and all the, well, I'm going to just cap it off. Just basically everything that happens to us, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. And tithing and offering is not just getting cash and money and God being your magic genie. But the good news about that is it's what you need. You know, for me, I needed order. I needed to see focus because um, I've never been focused. Nobody ever taught me how to clean a house. Uh, well, I can't lie. There's maybe one person. <laughs> My kids try to teach me. Um, I, I'm so full right now because I, I just got out of the hospital, been there for a week. And unjustly done. Um, that that's a whole nother story. Um, I just want to say I'm selling my house, Dion. I'm selling my house. I remember one thing you said to me, and that was, I, I told you, I told you that my dogs brought a bat in the house. It was a dead bat they dug up in the backyard, and you said the one thing I remember you saying to me was. That that's the kind of stuff that happens when the house ain't yours. You didn't say it exactly like that when the house belongs to somebody else. And I and I kept that in my head. Oh, what's she talking about? Is she envious? Is she jealous? Deanna has no reason to be jealous or envious. So she has a beautiful house. She has everything in order. She runs a prayer line, and and it stuck with me. And I think it was like um, maybe a couple of years ago you said it to me, and it's just now coming to fruition. Why I don't belong here. You know, and there's a number of reasons I won't share that. Uh, but the sister who's looking for a house is for sale. <laughs> That's the reason I said all that. I got a house. Come talk to me. Okay. Give, give me your phone number. Give me your phone number. Give me your phone number. Yeah, get it from Dion. Dion has my number. I'm going to tell her about my number. I don't want everybody calling me. I like not talking to people. Dion told me, shut up and be quiet. You got two ears. You got one mouth. You need to start listening. And that's part of my problem or has been my problem trying to jump into ministry try I'm, I'm at midtown church i'm at this church i'm at that church i'm trying to get the position back of teaching and I, but the lord said you gotta get your house in order first before you do anything you know and and i always wonder how they know my house because they ain't never been in my house look <laughs> i was at actual guys for 23 years bishop said Reason I you ain't married because you don't know how to bend. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know how to bend? Like, that stuck with me for 65 years. I'm 65. I'm just now getting it because I don't know how to clean up. You know, I mean, no man want a woman who don't know how to put their house in order. They need a helpmate. And now I don't even want to be married, even if I get it in order. <laughs> I don't know. That's a whole other story, too. I'm sorry. I'm full this morning. All I have is a cup of coffee. I'm a diabetic, and I'm supposed to be eating. Uh, and that's another problem. <laughs> So praise God, Dan. I love you so much. It takes a while for us to get it, you know, from the pulpit to whoever is ministering to us. It may take 65 years to get what people are trying to say to you, you know, but eventually it comes. His word does not return unto him void. Amen, everybody.
Amen. Can I get an amen? Can I get a woo woo? All right, I'm gonna get off the phone because I gotta get back to get my house in order so I can so I can be a declare again. Yeah. Okay. Love you. Where's your house located? Can I just ask you where your house is? Sacramento, cheapest place you can be. At least Mm -hmm. as close to okay. Yeah, I don't want to be here. I do not want to be here. I'm getting ready. I'm gonna spend my time in Oakland for some because it's too doggone hot. If you like the heat, but I got a swimming pool nine feet deep. I don't even know how to swim. What am I doing here? I don't want to swim. I don't like water. All right. Amen. I know where I All right. Love you. Bye. Love you, too. Amen. All right, guys. It's 8.30. I didn't even realize it was so late. Um, necessary conversation. Again, if you've not already done so, um, my my prayer is that you connect with Simone so you can get your finances in order. Um, even if you think you got them in order, at least have an opportunity to sit with her and see some areas where perhaps you can do something a little bit different. When you want things to change, you change things. Some things are changed, transformed, um, and reestablished by making small adjustments, small tweaks to the thought process. Everything is about the psychology, the understanding of a thing. And so I just want, I want everyone to be encouraged. Don't feel bad. If your carpet nasty, call Stanley Carpet Cleaner. If your car is dirty, go to the car wash. Go clean it out. Steward the things that God has given you well so that he can give you permission to steward more things. Wherever you are, honor that level. Whatever you're doing, honor that level. There is an order of operation. If you don't know it, say, help, like my niece says. Help. And God is faithful and just to send you someone when God wants to bless you, when he wants to change your life, when he wants to transform you from the inside out. Can I tell you all the secret? It's real stuff. He sends you a person. He sends you a person. Any person that spends, and this this not this is not a me. My, my boast is, has been, and always will be in the Lord. I know what's on my life, right? A person that refuses to change has got to get away from me. Go away. If we're not growing, you're going, period. I'm not, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep trusting God. I'm going to keep sowing in good soil. And if you know like I know, um, if you've never done so, today is a good day to sow a seed into Declare Victory. If you'd like to send it to me, I am not Declare Victory. My name is Dion, the Radical Midwife, right? Today is a good day, a good day to sow a seed. This is not about money. It's about principle and understanding that money is seed and soil brings harvest. Water, the rain, God's hand, his wind is what gives the increase. So do it, don't do it, up to you. But I know for a fact I'm good soil. Amen. I know for a fact declare victory is great soil. So that being said, I pray that you go and grow in love, that you be the Jesus that somebody needs to see, that you respect and honor the season that you're in, and that you steward even your time well and manage it with self-control and discipline. Today is a fasting day. We'll meet right back here at 5 p.m. God bless you. Have a wonderful day, guys. Hey, y'all. Make sure you tune in tomorrow morning. Uh, Tanya and I, Tanya is going to be speaking on a topic that is pretty hot. So tell a friend. Uh, make sure you set your alarm. You don't want to miss tomorrow. Man. Amen. 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 How do we connect with the financial advisor? It's Lobdale and Lane Wealth Management. Lobdale and Lane. 
Wealth Management in the city of Phoenicia. It'll be on Facebook. I'll I'll make sure of it in just a moment. Dion, the lady that's selling her house in Sacramento, is she still on the line? Did I get her information? She she probably is. I'll I'll send it to you, Ruth. Thank you, Precious. No problem. Thank you. You guys have a blessed and productive day. Love y'all. You as well. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Be blessed. (laughs) Can I let y'all know delicious dishes? Food truck will be at Juneteenth in Fairfield this Saturday. Thank you. Juneteenth, Fairfield, Saturday. Post it on my timeline, Ruthann. Okay, thanks. All All right. Good morning. Did you pocket dial me? We hear you. 